0: Episode of the Kennedy Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining in. We have some great topics to get to. We got a couple of different things. Drew Brees is the all time leader in pass yards in the NFL. I'm going to give you my reaction on that. But first, the NBA season is here and it's starting up this week. Um, so I'm going to do something that I love to do. I did it for NFL. I am going to Break down three teams. I'm going to give you my uh, <clears throat> over-under predictions and then a bonus team as well. Um, this is something I love doing. Sports betting is uh, really fun, really interesting. Uh, it's legal now. Um, my NFL picks looking pretty good so far. I know it's only five weeks in, but... Looks like we have a good chance at going 3-1, and one, maybe 4-0 oh for my over-under on the uh, NFL. So, let's get into it. <clears throat> the Minnesota Timberwolves are in a really weird spot right now. Jimmy Butler, I don't know what's going on. He doesn't want to be there. Chaos. Jimmy Butler is yelling at teammates. He's yelling at coaches. He's yelling at the GM. He's kind of... Going a little psycho on us, but maybe rightfully so. We don't know what all is going on. What we do know is he uh, partnered up with the third-teamers and smacked around uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins. So that looks bad on their part. But he wants out. It's a mess. We don't know if he ends up getting traded. They're losing 22 points a game, and I don't see where they're going to make up those points. I don't think they're a great team anyways. I think they overachieved last year. I think... They're built around a center who can't shoot, and that's been proven to not work in this era in the NBA. So if he does get traded, and their only centerpiece really is Carl Anthony Towns, he's a great talent. But like I said, he's a center, he can't shoot. You're not really getting anywhere. Uh, their over-under is set at 45 on the year. They won 47 last year. I think they're going to lose Butler, probably trade him at some point. And that's is he a top ten player in the league? No, he's not, but he's a top twenty player and he's a key piece to that team. They they greatly improved after he joined that squad. Um so if they get rid of him the twenty two points a game, this team isn't very explosive. I don't know where they're gonna pick up um that extra offense. I see a significant drop off. They this is maybe a five hundred team. Winning forty seven last year. I don't see them getting to 45. I'm taking the under. Uh, I think they're a 500 team. I think they can be around 41, 41, 40, and 42. I see a drop off. I think they overachieved. They made the playoffs last year. I don't see that happening again. Maybe borderline playoff team, but they are not going to get to 45 wins. Take the under on that one. Especially if Butler does end up getting traded. Uh, I don't see them reaching that number. At all, I'm taking the under. <clears throat> Vegas sees the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, as the third most improved team. And considering that it's only 29.5 for the over and under, that's not saying much. But still, Vegas sees Phoenix moving up nine wins. The Suns won 21 games last year, and they were the worst team in the NBA by a wide margin. I'm trying to figure out what Vegas sees. I don't. They drafted DeAndre Ayton number one overall. But similarly to the Timberwolves, I'm not a fan of building your team around a big seven-footer that can't shoot and doesn't have much of a perimeter game. They have Devin Booker, who's a really solid player. And they added Trevor Ariza for a one-year $15 million contract. But... That contract seems like a rental to me. I don't think he's going to be there come the trading deadline. They're probably going to trade him to a contender uh, for draft picks. I, just, I don't see much improvement in the squad. Not nine wins worth of improvement. Not to mention their division just got significantly better. Um, Hello, now you're playing LeBron four times a year, and plus the Warriors. Lakers and Warriors are both in this division. That's eight games against them, and they're probably going to go one and seven or zero and eight in those games. Twenty nine and a half is seems low, but that's a lot for this team. I don't, I don't think they got that much better. Booker sometimes has a hard time staying healthy. Uh, DeAndre Ayton could be a great player. I don't see results this soon. He could. Average 15-10, and 10, maybe a double-double and get some good stats. I don't see him contributing to the point where they're winning over 30 games. They're not going to improve that much. I see them as 24-25 wins, and they're going to be back at the top of the draft in the lottery. Take the under. It's 29 and a half. Take the under. They're not getting the 30 wins this year. The Portland Trail Blazers played really well last year. Uh, they made it all the way to the third seed. And Lillard really had a great year. Lillard is always kind of uh, that forgotten player in the NBA. He is a great talent. And sometimes he gets left behind with all this other guard talent in the Western Conference. He's a great player. Vegas sees Portland taking a huge step back from last year. And I don't see it. The over-under is set at 42 wins for the Trailblazers after winning 49 just a season ago. The Trailblazers are averaging 48 wins per year over the last five years, and they have been 500 or better each year. So Vegas sees them pulling back to being around 500, about a game over, and I don't see that at all. Lizard and McCollum are back. They're gonna be uh, healthy and ready to go come the beginning of the season. They're coming off great seasons, and they didn't lose many pieces, so i don't I don't see them taking a seven game step back at all, even if there is a step back. This is easily a forty five win team a forty six win team, and I think they have a chance to maybe get up to fifty wins like they were close to last year, but this is definitely an over five hundred team, so Vegas season's dropping near five hundred. I don't see it; this team will be fighting. For a 3, 4, 5 seed come May once again, take the over easily. This might be my lock of the year. Portland Trailblazers over 42. Take it and run with it because they're, they're hitting over 42. And then I'm going to give you a bonus pick because how can we not talk about LeBron in the first uh, NBA show of the NBA season? The over-under is set at 48.5, which seems about right Uh, considering this Lakers team without LeBron won 35 games last year. They did battle injuries quite a bit, but the one word here, they have LeBron. LeBron James, they have the greatest player in the world. This Lakers squad is much better than the Cavaliers team that won 50 games last year. Ingram is going to continue to improve. He looks really good in the preseason game so far. is going to get better in his second year. and People really underestimate the value of Rondo. I think that's one of the key pickups for the entire offseason was Rayshon Rondo going to the Lakers. Because he's a smart player, he can handle the ball, he doesn't turn it over. Um, and he, He's really, really smart, and he plays great defense. He's everything that LeBron wants in a player except a shooter. Which is the one thing I'm worried about. Uh, The Lakers lack shooters. Which LeBron loves being surrounded by shooters so he can set them up. They only have two or three really solid shooters. So that would be uh, interesting to see how that plays out. But really, for this one at 48 and a half, I kind of just broke it down as a math problem. So last year... The Cavaliers' team won 50 games, and then they lose LeBron, and now the Cavaliers over-under is set at 30 games, and they didn't change by much. So that's Vegas telling me that they think LeBron James is worth 20 games in the Eastern Conference. And you look at the Lakers, they 135 games last year. The over-under now is 48-and-a-half. That's telling me that Vegas thinks he's worth about 13 games in the West, which is a harder conference than the East. But also, the Lakers, like I said, they they suffered from injuries last year. They were not a very healthy team. I think if everyone stayed healthy, they're around 500. So I think if everyone stays healthy, you add LeBron, who I think in the Western Conference is adding 13 to 15 wins, which is what Vegas thinks, too. And I think this is a 51-52 win team. Uh, And I think LeBron... Last year, LeBron made a statement. He played in every single game after he got criticized the year before for taking nights off. And part of me thinks that LeBron feels like he got robbed of the MVP, almost. And I would not be surprised if LeBron comes out aiming for the MVP this year because I think this is going to be his best chance left in his career. He has a new uh, squad. He's on a new team. Uh, He left the East. He's in the West with a very young team. So if he can get this team to the playoffs and get a 3, 4, 5 seed and he puts up the kind of numbers he did last year, it's hard to think who's going to take that MVP from him. Um, I think he's going to play really well this year, and I think it's going to be great to watch. Over-under is 48.5. I'm taking that all day long. LeBron's teams, year after year, get to 50 wins, even if they don't have much talent. And this team does have talent, so I don't see any way they come short of 50 wins. I think this is a 51 or 52 win team around that range, and I cannot wait To watch and see LeBron in that Lakers uniform. Back in 10 seconds, I am going to react to Drew Brees becoming the leader in NFL pass yards. Alright, I want to get to this. We live in a complicated world right now, politics everywhere, people can't get along. It's very complicated. It seems like there's not many simple solutions going on. And so when I'm making decisions in life, whether it be over sporting topics, politics, I'm talking with family, when I'm making my decisions, I keep it simple. That's all I try to do. I break it down into its simplest form. And that's how I make my decisions. I don't try to overcomplicate things. Drew Brees now has the most pass yards in NFL history. <clears throat> if you're watching that Monday Night Game, it was so fun to watch. and such an incredible moment after he broke it. And yet, Drew Brees continues to be constantly overshadowed in today's NFL. I am tired of hearing people compare Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady. I've had enough. Tom Brady is in a class of his own. Tom Brady is the GOAT. You can like Joe Montana, but Tom Brady is head and shoulders above anyone we have ever seen play the quarterback position. There are people who truly believe at their core that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever play, and it kills me to hear that. I don't understand it. So how how does this come how does this relate to Drew Brees, you ask? So Tom Brady's in a class of its own. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers should not be getting compared to Tom Brady. He should be getting compared to Drew Brees because I don't even think Aaron Rodgers is the second best quarterback in the league right now. I think he's third, and I think it's by a wide, wide margin. And you just have to keep it simple. You have to break it down. Looking at Brees versus Rodgers in their career, note that Drew Brees has been playing for four more seasons. But keep it simple and break it down. Drew Brees, in terms of pass yards, has almost doubled Aaron Rodgers in pass yards. He has 175 more touchdowns. He's made five more Pro Bowls. Drew Brees has five 5,000-yard seasons in his career. The rest of the NFL ever has four. Drew Brees has five. Drew Brees has been the passing yards leader in the NFL seven times. Aaron Rodgers in 13 years has never done that. Drew Brees has been the passing touchdowns leader in the the NFL four times. Rodgers did that once. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate this. Not to mention Drew Brees went through Hurricane Katrina when he first got to New Orleans. They almost moved the franchise. His coach got suspended for an entire year, Sean Payton. Missed an entire year. He's had terrible defenses more often than not. We see it every year. It seems like they have a struggling defense. Keep it simple. I don't want to hear these complicated arguments about... Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the help. No, this is what I'm seeing. Aaron Rodgers is always complaining. Aaron Rodgers is always putting the blame on others. He has a big ego. It's never his fault. He can't stay healthy. I don't care how talented he is. There are a lot of talented people in this world that never do anything, that never become successful, that don't make it anywhere. I don't care how talented you are. Rodgers could be more talented than Drew Brees. He might be. But don't overcomplicate this. Drew Brees has had the better career by far. It's it's not close. If they both retired right now, Rodgers is not even in that argument. I think Drew Brees is one of the five best quarterbacks to ever play. And his numbers back it up. People think that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever play. And that just... I can't even get my mind around it. Don't overcomplicate this. It's it's the same way with the LeBron and MJ debate. People overcomplicate it to make it sound like LeBron has no chance of catching MJ. That's a lie. Keep it simple. Just look, LeBron has more points, more assists, more rebounds. Longer career, healthier career. Didn't quit halfway through his career. He doesn't get hurt. He looks like he's still in his prime. In year 16, he beat the greatest team of all time. Came back from down 3-1. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't tell me about how Michael played in a tougher era. Yeah, okay. Shooting didn't exist back then. I'm sorry. Um... LeBron is 6'9 and 260. I don't care how physical or tough it was. I think he would have been okay. Keep it simple. Drew Brees has more yards. He's more accurate. More touchdowns. More Pro Bowls. Less drama. Drew Brees is a better QB than Aaron Rodgers. It's not close. Drew Brees, now the NFL leader in pass yards. I think he is cemented as a top five or six quarterback that this league has ever seen and he continues to be underappreciated I've continuously called him the most underrated player of all time he is 6 foot tall he went to Purdue he wasn't expected this wasn't expected to happen he wasn't given a perfect situation Aaron Rodgers has been handed great players Time in, time out. Aaron has been given good players. Drew Brees fought through a hurricane. Drew Brees missed his coach for a whole season. Drew Brees has defenses that are just awful. More yards, more accurate, more touchdowns, more Pro Bowls, less drama. Stays healthy. Doesn't have a huge ego. Doesn't blame everyone else when everything goes bad. Drew Brees, head and shoulders above Aaron Rodgers. I said it, and I don't think it's very outrageous. I don't think it's a hot take. I don't even think it's close. Drew Brees, what an accomplishment. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kennedy Sports Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, jacob__kenn2. Like and retweet on Twitter, like and share on Facebook, and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to drop a review. Let me know what you liked, let me know what you didn't like. Uh, Interact with me, you can message me on Twitter, let me know what you want to hear on the show, and make sure you tune in next week for my next podcast.